evening everyone I'm broadcasting live May 10th so May 10th tonight's quote is on the Buddha the Dhamma and the Sangha It's from the Teragatha, actually, the verses of the elder monks. We have recorded verses that were uh, spoken by the various arahants as poetry and reflection on their attainments. <clears throat> And we have stories behind each one of these. So this one is from a monk called Tekichakari. Tekichakari. One who does... Let's see if we can look at this. He was the son of a Brahmin, Subandhu, Subandhu and was so-called because he brought safety into the world. He was brought safely into the world with the aid of physicians. Hmm, I don't understand the word. When he was grown up, his father incurred the jealousy and suspicion of a minister, Chanaka, Chanaka, in Chandagutta, who had him throw, his father was put in prison. And so the son, Tekichakari, in his fright, fled, and taking refuge with a forest-dwelling monk, entered the order and dwelt in the open air, never sleeping and heedless of heat and cold. Many are the reasons why people become monks. Um, Nagasena says, uh, <clears throat> he's at Melinda asking, Melinda asks him, why did you become a monk? And he said, did you become a monk to become an arahant? He said, oh, well, I was young, kind of embarrassed the way he says it. Some people become monks for the wrong reason. Sometimes for the wrong reason, but then find the right reason after they've ordained. But it's a uh, it's it's an important part of society, I think, to have this this um, this institution, you know, this option for people who are. Uh, not keen who are who are at their the stage at a point in their lives or in their journey in samsara that they are able and willing that they are turned turned off by the world having this ability to 
choose to dedicate yourself to meditation and, and study and teaching of spiritual truths and the path to enlightenment and so on. I mean, this is the, not only are these sort of people important, people who have the time and the energy and the knowledge and the practice to teach, but also for those, those who are seeking it, you know, those who can't find a place in the world, who have an earnest wish to become a, a, a spiritual person and to live a reclusive life. Anyway, so this uh, monk's verses are about the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. He says, Buddha-mapamayyang anusara-pasanna uh, One should reflect with a good heart, with a pure heart on the Buddha who is immeasurable. Pitya puttasari rohohisi satatamundago One's sarira is one's whole being putta is uh, putta I think means um, like permeated right permeated with rapture with uh, exaltation with this excitement with this energy this rapture you know? one will always be always be uplifted will be constantly uplifted the same with the dhamma and the sangha these are uh, just reflecting on the buddha the dhamma and the sangha just thinking about these things just reminiscing or revering and uh, just that, not even practicing it. They're so powerful that even worshipping them is of great benefit. It, came, it makes you uplifted. Uh, undago. Undago. Makes you uplifted. Satata. Continuously. So if you keep the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha in mind, you will never be depressed. There was once, uh, I've told this story several times about this uh, this woman in, in the U.S. who was in a very bad situation. and uh, So she was doing some meditation, but she was basically trapped in somebody else's house. Not physically, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, quite trapped where she was. And it was a bad situation, and they were sort of very fundamentalist, non-Buddhist, religious people and uh, so I told her also to you know re recite the, the some chanting to the Buddha and the Dhamma and the Sangha just short chants and she had a Buddha image and she was doing this and then they the family confiscated the Buddha image but the power of it they were gonna they were gonna destroy this Buddha image but the power of her uh, practice and uh, her devotion to the Buddha, uh, coupled with their hatred and vilification of the Buddha, uh, she had to find someone to take this Buddha image away or they were going to destroy it. And so she found someone to take it. And when they came to take it, they talked to her. And, and uh, 
uh, out of mutual sort of appreciation, they, they, they found a job for her and she moved. Uh, all because of this Buddha image and because of her practice, she was able to, by chance, meet these people who were also, I guess, Buddhist or, or you know, at least um, amicable towards Buddhism and was able to leave the house right away. It was quite an inspiring story, all because of her chanting, indirectly, of course. But oil and water can't mix good and evil. A hard time staying in the same house. So it's important to, this is one of the protective meditations, meditating on the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Protects you, keeps you safe, keeps your mind strong and vibrant, ecstatic, energetic. Something worth doing. Worth reading about the Buddha, reading about his life, worth going to India to see where the Buddha lived, all these things to make the Buddha a part of your life and a part of your conscious experience. So anyway, not too much to say about that. Do I have questions tonight? I see a bunch of, uh, bunch of comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna just skip questions that don't have the queue in front because otherwise it's that makes just makes it so much easier to skim through. So they don't have the the special queue in front, special question mark. Just one answer. Well, I won't go looking for them. Bobo says I said his question was stupid. I didn't really say that, did I? Maybe I joked about it or something. Do you ever read great works from later Buddhist masters like? Nagarjuna. No, I don't. Not so much. But I have heard good things about Nagarjuna, so I wouldn't be against reading it. I mean, I think that's the sort of Mahayana stuff that I'd actually be interested in, as opposed to East Asian Mahayana stuff, which is quite uh, unpalatable to me. I imagine I'd probably have some critical, crit, uh, be fairly critical of Nagarjuna personally, but I don't know. I'm sure I'd find some of it impressive. As I understand, he was a fairly impressive person. No other questions? I had a lot last night. We must have gone through them all. Michael tells me one of my videos goes on Reddit. Gone on Reddit uh, in the past few days or something. And it's very highly ranked or something like that. Under the meditation subreddit. Why did Ananda take so long to become an Arahant? Uh, because he was very busy uh, with looking after the Buddha. Spent all his time caring for the Buddha, that he didn't actually meditate much. And he was concerned about this himself, but the Buddha said, don't be concerned, after I, after I attain Parinibbana, you will become an Arahant. 
what's the name of the chanting you mentioned? Uh, well, reflection on the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Um, so there's, if you look at any good Buddhist Theravada Buddhist chanting book, you'll find these three things: Itipiso, Swagato, Zupatipano. If you want to look it up, it's in the Dajjika Sutta. It's, uh, it's actually from a Sutta. The, so the Buddha actually recited these as a, as an example for us. The top of the banner or the. the Banner protection or something. The jung, the 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 junga. A little Buddha. Yes, I did see it. And in fact, when I was before I was a monk, um, my lay teacher had me stitch together the uh, the Buddha story parts of little Buddha. To, as a good Buddha, Buddha story of the Buddha, but I mean that's again that movie stops as soon as he becomes a Buddha, and so it's like very so very Mahayana in the sense that it doesn't care about the Buddha in his life. It's all about how to become a Buddha, which is disappointing from the point of view of those of us who appreciate the forty-five years that came after, much more, not much more, but consider it to be actually much more important. Yeah, they always skip the important part, from my point of view. Yeah, the Buddha story part was not, uh, it's not entirely according to the texts, but it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm a little older. I'm 37 yesterday, so 20 years ago isn't all that, all that. But I guess I must have seen it after, uh, after I be, became Buddhist. So sometime in 2000, 2001, probably. All right, well, let's call it there. Wish you all a good night. Good practice. Oh, we got one more. So, hoping you would address the discussion of doing deeds without expecting in return in regards to last night's quote of doers rejoicing. Well, I did, didn't I? Last night I talked about it. Maybe you disagree, but I can do it again. Um, if you do deeds without expecting anything in return, it's, you know, what good is it? Why are you doing them? I guess, I suppose, um, an arahant acts in that way. But uh, that's because they've done what needs to be done. For anyone who hasn't done what needs to be done, they have to do things expecting a result, or looking for a result, you know, purposefully. So doing good deeds is purposeful. An arahant has no purpose, so they do good deeds without. But they don't, they don't, 
purposefully do, uh, they just do things as a matter of course. Uh, or you, you could put it that way, that they do deeds without expecting anything. But that's the way of, of someone who's already done what needs to be done, katang karaniyam. We have not yet done what needs to be done, so that's why we do good deeds. But that's not even really the point of the quote. The quote isn't that you do, isn't saying that you do something expecting to rejoice. It's saying that when you do good deeds, you do rejoice. And it's not quite even, yeah, when you feel happy. Happiness comes from doing good deeds, whether you want it or not. And that's what it's saying. It's not saying um, you should do good deeds wanting to feel happy. It's saying you should. It's saying if you do do good deeds, you you feel happy. I mean, it's a way of explaining the difference between good and evil. Evil leads to suffering. Ida sochati, pecha sochati. They, they, they're, they're, uh, they weep. They sorrow here. They're they're sad here. They're sad in the next life. Those who do evil deeds. Maybe that clears it up a little. Okay, you're welcome. I didn't really call your question stupid, did I? I don't do that. I know I can be insensitive sometimes. I apologize. I blame it all on my parents. I didn't go to public school. I was homeschooled through my childhood, so I don't know how to deal with people. Never been good with. Uh, social mores and norms. I didn't say it was either. I don't believe you. I think you're making this up. Anyway, it's in the past, so I'm not going to dwell. Neither should you. Okay, good night everyone. Thank you all for tuning in. Wishing you all the best.